Today on CityCast Denver, we're looking forward to what should be an interesting week at the Capitol, with state lawmakers set to have it out on the issue of fentanyl. Will they continue the war on drugs with harsher penalties for fentanyl users, or will harm reductionists win out? As that unfolds, the weather outside is going to be gorgeous, with sun and highs expected to hit the 80s by Wednesday. But that's not the only thing happening in Denver right now that's worth getting excited about. Goes around Horvath, keeps it himself. Nathan McKinnon, blazing into the zone, shot, score! The interminable NHL regular season is finally coming to an end this week. And the Colorado Avalanche find themselves sitting atop the standings with the best record in hockey. Colorado wins it in overtime. What a pirouette goal scored! By the young defenseman, Cal McCarr. They've underperformed the past few years, and expectations for these abs are a mile high. I mean, just to, to talk about the abs fan base and, you know, how devoted they are, it is more expensive to see one of these last abs regular season games than it is to go to the Nuggets playoff games the next few nights. So is it cup or bust for the Avalanche this year? I spoke with CityCast Denver's sports guy Jake Shapiro about the Avs' chances and what another early elimination would mean for this franchise. Today is Monday, April 25th. I'm Paul Caroli, and for Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Jake Shapiro, welcome back to CityCast Denver. You know, it's a really exciting time to talk sports, and I'm glad we're here to have a little chat about, you know, the balls and the pucks and anything else going around (laughs) in town where there's a goal or a score. So, Jake, we got to talk about the pucks, especially uh, because we've had you on to talk about the Rockies, the Nuggets, the Broncos, but not yet the Avalanche. And hockey is kind of my sport. Also, the Avalanche are the best team in the world right now. But I don't know. Are you much of a hockey guy? What's your relationship with hockey? Um, Melissa Shapiro, my mother, bless her, uh, put me on skates before I could walk. Like quite literally, I was skating around ice rinks before I could walk. So I'm a diehard hockey fan, have been for a long time. Uh, I follow just about every level of hockey and I'm the kind of nerd that'll watch, you know, you know, the U.S. women's hockey team play at 4 a.m. in the world championships or something (laughs) like that. Um, I I love it. Also, you're you're wearing a jersey. We should say for the listeners, do you want to explain what this jersey is? I am wearing a 1980s Quebec Nordiques jersey, Michelle Goulet, who never actually ended up playing for the Avalanche, but... You know, he was part of that great Nordiques team before they moved here. That's the Avs founding. Um, and I, I've long been a fan of these jerseys, these light blue with the red and their mm-hmm. logo is just pristine. And I was really glad that the Avs brought them back as kind of a homage with uh, the remix into the burgundy colors. It was a good good addition to their uh, stable of sweaters. Yeah, we could talk about jerseys all day. That's another one of my favorite subjects around hockey. But I want to talk about the avalanche because we're in now the final weeks of the regular season. They have clinched the first seed in the Western Conference going into the playoffs. They're an incredibly good team, but there's this question facing the team right now. Um, and I was talking with a, a barista the other week about this, and and they put it so well. It's just a simple question. It's it's cup or bust. Do you think that that's the the question facing the Avalanche right now? You know, as a diehard sports fan, I have a hard time ever putting the expectation of title or bust. I think that's a really high barometer. I mean, 
seven games, the puck is shaped weird, things can bounce. You know, it's really hard to expect yourself to win 16 playoff games without losing, you know, four out of seven at any point. So, um, yeah, the expectation around this team is definitely cup or bust. But in my mind, it's get to the cup or bust. Hmm. Okay, so let's um for for listeners who maybe haven't been paying attention to this team and how it's come together to be this powerhouse, can you catch people up about where where this came from, how they got this good? So essentially, they've drafted really well. This team has been put together by Joe Sakic, who is the best Avalanche player well of all time. For Sackick. Again, Sakic faked the shot. Now Brent. He's the guy who runs the the team. And the Avs have just been constructed so well. They've been built up over the last few years. They had a really poor season a couple years ago under Patrick Waugh. I think this was almost five, six years ago now. And they've just steadily gotten better. But ultimately, they haven't gotten that breakthrough, as you've been alluding to. They haven't gotten to the third round of the playoffs, the conference finals. They haven't done that since Joe Sackick was on the ice 20 years ago. So this team needs to have that postseason success. They've had so much regular season success the last few years. They've even won a playoff series or two, but they now need to have a deep, deep run because they have some of the best players in hockey when you talk about guys like Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr. Right, right. So let's talk about McKinnon a little bit more because he's now, he's the veteran. He's the star. I mean, he's the guy that they need to rely on to get it done in the playoffs. For people who don't know, who is this guy? T- tell us about who Nathan McKinnon is. Nathan McKinnon is probably the fastest player in the NHL, or at one point was. He's such a fast skater. He's electric. He's got great stick handling ability. He is so fun to watch play hockey. Now, you could say he's had a little bit of a down season uh, in some respects, which is crazy because he has 85 points and he's been terrific. Defense is hone in on Nathan McKinnon because they know when 29 steps on the ice, we got to stop that guy. That's the key to the avalanche. He's their guy that can break any team. And he was a, a number one overall pick. He's had high praise his entire career, but he has not had the type of postseason success that comes with the greatest players in the game. And unlike basketball or unlike, you know, even football, it's not like football where the quarterback gets the ball every, you know, other possession or basketball where there's one of five guys and, you know, you're likely to have the ball if you're the best player. Hockey, there's 20 players on the ice um, or 20 players on the roster, six of which are on the ice at any given time. Nathan McKinnon, the Avs' best player, is only going to play 18 to 22 minutes a night of the 60-minute game. So it's really hard to expect Nathan McKinnon to always have the puck and to make that impact. Um, But he almost always makes that impact when he's on the ice. Now it's about protecting him and backing him up. If he has those guys, those physical bruisers, to help kind of supplement his speed, that's what will take the Avs deep into the postseason this year. There's this reputation around hockey that the players don't really say anything interesting ever. Like they don't really have big personalities like other athletes do. But McKinnon this year, his public persona has taken on this new dimension. There was this there was this interesting storyline about his diet. Do you remember this? The like health nut McKinnon thing? What do you think about McKinnon the person? So this has almost become a meme in hockey culture where, you know, me and Paul, you know, we'd be talking about having like maybe a McDonald's Big Mac and a, and a shake and, and, you know, Nathan McKinnon would see us in the locker room and slap the shake out of our hands and would be upset with our diets because this story essentially said that 
McKinnon was going around the Avs locker room critiquing his teammates' diets. You know, I think there's probably a little kernel of truth in there. I think it's probably a little bit overblown by whichever ex-teammate source said that. Um, McKinnon's a very quiet guy. He's the most hockey guys of hockey guys. But it, it's just funny to me that Nathan McKinnon is this guy known as the diet guy when he's doing commercials for Tim Hortons up in Canada. Oh my gosh, I was going to bring that up. So you have seen the commercial with that he did with uh, his his friend and fellow Nova Scotian, Sidney Crosby. I'm Sidney Crosby. I'm Nathan McKinnon. And we're running the drive-thru today. Who would you rather be stranded on a desert island with, Sidney Crosby or Nathan McKinnon? I love them both, both hometown boys, but Nate's a little young for me, so I guess I'll go with Sidney. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I mean, young, young at heart, but I'm, a, you know, I'm very mature for my age, but it's okay. Oh, it's a terrific commercial with Sid the Kid. It's so funny. It was. It's the most personality I've ever seen McKinnon uh, put on display. In right. It. McKinnon is not that big of a character and he's quiet. But like Jokic has Jamal Murray to kind of be able to be, you know, that star kind of guy. The Avalanche have Gabriel Landeskog to be the mouthpiece if they need it to be. And, you know, besides the fact that he's one of the best looking dudes in Denver, I mean, it kind of helps to, to, to be that, you know, good mouthpiece and a good face. Yeah, I, I recommend if anyone doesn't, uh, if anyone hasn't seen Gabriel Landeskog, Google, do a Google image search. Great, great hair. Great head of hair. Uh, unbelievable. I, I'd be blessed to have that hair into my 30s. So I have to admit that I have been an avalanche skeptic for the past few years of this this core group and especially the position that really matters in the playoffs and that's the goaltender last year they had philip grubauer in that but they let him go off to the new expansion team in seattle the kraken and they got this new guy darcy kemper to to start in goal what, what do you think about darcy kemper and how do you feel about the goaltending situation you know darcy kemper was a big offseason acquisition for the abs i i don't think that they necessarily wanted grubauer to leave but they just kind of didn't have the finances and it didn't work out with keeping him and there was the expansion draft and mm-hmm. it, it just didn't work out kemper's had a long career he's a veteran guy he's going to be a free agent at the end of the year he's going to be 32 years old I don't know that Darcy Kemper is their long-term goalkeeper, but Darcy Kemper has had a very, very good season. And they've got really good defense, and that helps you. But they need a goaltender who can steal a playoff series. And I don't know if Darcy Kemper is that guy. And I kind of think about it akin to, you know, can this quarterback win a Super Bowl? Well, I don't know that he can win a Super Bowl till I've seen him win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that Darcy Kemper can do this until I see Darcy Kemper do it. And I know that's not good analysis, but I really do think there's a mental roadblock in that. And I think there's a mental roadblock for this entire Avs team of we need to see our goaltender win that game three of the series when it's 1-1 by shutting him out and we win one nothing in overtime and he didn't allow a goal and it went into, you know, double OT or whatever. And it was just unbelievable. And he stole that game. And once that happens, I think that's when I know the Avs can win the cup. And normally when you get into the postseason in hockey, the teams with the best goaltenders somehow almost always find a way. And we saw this with the Nashville Predators year in and year out when they had Pecorine and it would be a thorn in the avalanche side. So if you have that goaltender... That's the thing that can be an X factor. It's the thing that can decide a series. It's just how lucky are the pucks bouncing Mm -hmm. and is your goaltender on fire or is your goaltender allowing the soft pucks to bounce in? Yeah. I mean, I feel like, uh, I agree. I think Kemper's the big question mark, um, going to the playoffs and, and I don't know. I mean, if they flop out again, 
what do you think is next for this team? I mean, they got this core group together, but the expectations are high. Is it Sackick that we need to make a change of GM? Do we need to make a change of coach? Who, who's got the pressure on? Given the fact that they've been the best regular season in hockey, I think three years in a row, if you combine the record, that's not a roster issue because clearly the talent is there to be consistently good. Um, it might be, again, that mental roadblock. So changing your coach can help that. And Jared Bednar is a guy who has been here for a couple of years, but again, has not gotten through to that Western Conference final, that Stanley Cup final. And what I look at across Cronky Sports Entertainment is the Rams just won a Super Bowl and they've doubled down on that investment with the Rams. They've also extended Robin Frazier, the head coach of the Rapids. They extended Michael Malone, the head coach of the Nuggets, on the same day as Robin Frazier, actually. Huh. The only guy that wasn't extended was Jared Bednar, which to me was a hint huh. that he may need to win this postseason in order to keep his job. Now, they have a lot of guys leaving, like Nazem Kadri, who's been one of their best players. Of course, they can extend him if they both want to stay here or want him to stay here. And Darcy Kemper is even a free agent. So... Will you see drastic changes in the roster and the roster construction if they don't win? I lean towards probably not because, again, they've been very good. They just have not had that breakthrough. So I think it's clearly up to Jared Bednar to keep Jared Bednar's job and I guess up to his players, really. But that's the guy that just has to take the fall because that's how things work in sports, whether mm -hmm. it's actually Bednar's fault or not. Mm -hmm. Well... I'll certainly be watching as the playoffs start. I mean, every time every time this time of year comes around, I get excited. I get a little itch. There's no better sport than playoff hockey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you go to overtime, there's no commercials. And any time, any minute, any second, there could be a goal. So, you know, if you had a couple beers, you know, earlier in the game and you have to go to the bathroom, you're like, you're like, oh, should I go now? Like, when's there going to be break? There's no breaks. Oh, what do I do? Yes, truly. Sudden death, overtime, playoff hockey, nothing better. Nothing better, nothing like it. Jake Shapiro, thanks for joining me on CityCast Denver. Love being on the show. Thanks again, guys. And here's what else Denverites are talking about. The Denver Nuggets staved off elimination from the NBA playoffs yesterday with a win over the Golden State Warriors. Game five of that series is now set for Wednesday, but I'm not optimistic. Jake told me that the Nuggets have been dealing with injuries and Nikola Jokic really can't carry this whole team alone. But who knows? Prove me wrong, Nuggets. And finally, on Friday night's finale of RuPaul's Drag Race, the Queen of Queens, RuPaul, proclaimed the winner of Season 14 and America's next drag superstar would be... Willow Pill! Willow Pill is now the second ever Denverite to win the world's premier drag competition, following her friend and mentor Evie Oddly's win in 2019. So if you haven't heard it already, scroll back in your podcast feed to last week and check out Bree's interview with Willow Pill that we recorded ahead of the finale. And that's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us? Rate the show wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to our morning newsletter. You can do that and learn more about us at denver.citycast.fm. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. See ya.